All right, welcome to VMware Explore 2023. We are here with a really good friend of the show, Mr. Cody Hosterman from Pure Storage. Cody, welcome back. Thank you, it's very, very great to be back. Absolutely, so yeah, Cody, most of the time when we talk to you, it's about VVALs, man, Viva Las VVALs, and I know that's still a wonderful thing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, and there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about, but I'll, I'll hold it to myself for now. Yeah, let's get into that, and then uh, I also hear that there's some new announcements this week. Um, there's definitely some new announcements this week, uh, and one in particular that I'm very excited about. Yeah, let's hear it, let's hear it. So we are launching uh, support with our Pure Cloud Block Store product with Azure VMware Solution. And so these are block-based data stores, leveraging all the stuff that we've been doing for 20 years around block integration with the VMware platform uh, in entirely in the public cloud. So this is a software-driven solution with VAAI, you name it, coming with it. So I'm very excited to launch this. VAAI, that's oh, a beautiful yeah. thing. I yes, thought it was gone. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny. I, our very first private preview customer around yeah. it, they're like, you know what I need to test? VM cloning. And I'm like, I had flashbacks <laughs> to like 2009. X copy, like, X copy. I know my SCSI yeah, commands. Exactly. Like this this is this is like something that's fundamentally new there. So right. it's like it's it's a you know flashback, but also really exciting. Because this stuff is adding a lot of value and it does. Oh, okay. So you've you've got this this storage, you know, the, the pure block storage running in the cloud. Is there any connectivity between that or options to move data, I guess, or use that to leverage data, move data in or out of the cloud, or is that something you're looking at? Or Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, pure CBS, pure cloud block store, is our software version of our flash array that we've architected for, in this case, Azure. And so all the features, all our replication technologies, active-active replication, asynchronous replication, all this stuff works between CBSs as customers deploy them on demand, or from flash array on-prem into CBS. And so all those technologies our customers have built disaster recovery on, on-premises with this, sure. available with the CBS platform too. Oh, fun. I'm gonna have to figure out how to bolt SRM onto this. Uh, start so closing the SRA. And also have uh, VVALs as well support, or is it strictly block? Uh, so it is, uh, CBS has all the VVAL provider, it has the VOS provider built in. We're launching with VMFS, that will be coming. Excellent, excellent. So from an integration standpoint, we've got the VAI. Do you have the plugins installed yet, or how does that work? Like from a so right now, Azure VMware Solution does not yet support vSphere plugins, but that's okay. something that we're definitely working on. Shame. Okay. What about VVALs? Have you? Uh, I know you. You know, you guys have been a partner for a long time with VVALs. Uh, any any updates in that in that area with Procure? Yeah, I mean a lot. There are three new VASA specifications that essentially came out in the past year and a couple coming out, right? Yeah. So VASA version four, which is NVMe Fabrics, and we're launching NVMe FC and NVMe TCP in the next couple of weeks. We're announcing it and demoing it in our booth here, so it's coming quite soon. VASA version five, which is a redesign around certificate management and ACL control around storage containers. Certificate management has been the number one complaint about VVALS for has, a long time. It so. has, and we worked with VMware to really redesign a lot of this stuff from scratch, and so really excited about, honestly, that release, because it solves some fundamental problems that we ran into in the past. So with, is that is that extending it to where basically you as the array side can help with the, the certificate management workflow? Like, how does that work? Uh, it's extending the ability to use, like, for, one, for instance, um, non-linked vCenters still using VM, V8, VMCA signed certs. Before, if you use uh, multiple ones, you had to do CA signed certs. There's a lot of complexity that came with that. So that process has been changed. So you have a lot more flexibility around leveraging distinct VMCA certs for your VOS provider connections. Yeah. Um, better multi-tenancy control around storage containers. So you can say this container is only for this certificate connected vCenter. So there's a lot more control around security and cert certificate processes and cross the board with it. So it's uh, not a very 
interesting new feature from a use case perspective, sure. but it's a really important one around hardening and, and really driving well, the solution it, forward. It's something I think has been this kind of weird trend. So you go back to the real early days of like VMware and storage. Um, there wasn't a lot of security, frankly. Like the real, I'm talking, you know, back 10, 15 years ago. Like, ah, the storage array is, it's got a password. There's probably a vendor default that now we would like shake in horror at the idea of there being vendor defaults. But, but you know what? It was on a dedicated network that no one had access to. And like, you know, we were kind of naive. But now we're running arrays in public clouds and things like that, as well yes. as everyone's trying to kind of up their security game and, and assume everything is being sniffed on the wire or intercepted. So, um, and, and when that initially came out, a lot of these requirements, like password agings and things, I feel like just annoyed a lot of people at first. But getting it to where we can still move quickly without having to feel like that's holding us back, this is, it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of big thing, I mean, it, it takes a lot of effort, time and effort to work with partners, to, to come up with these solutions. And, uh, and I'm really curious, why did you choose the Azure VMware solution? And what was the use case that you guys were answering that you said, this is a solution we want to pursue? Well, there's, there's a lot of reasons behind it, um, but one thing that we overall saw is that there was a significant market there, right? So if you look at AWS, for instance, VMware Cloud and AWS, yep. like VMware has their Cloud Flex products, right, helping yep, yep. solve kind of the imbalance of compute, and that doesn't exist in Azure, right? So there's right there, there's a direct opportunity around having a truly cost-effective storage platform to extend the storage capacities beyond what the compute can offer. And overall, Microsoft is a really engaging partner from an Azure perspective around driving value-added solutions, supporting first-party kind of feature sets within it. And so we see a lot of opportunity across the board with Azure. Certainly, all the major cloud providers we're, we're yeah. chasing down. Um, but Azure opened up this great opportunity. The AVS team has been a great partner. We've been working with them and VMware for a while. So uh, it just made a lot of sense. There's a direct sales motion there for us, and we're going after it. I like it. I like it. That's good news. I'm glad to see it. We've always been big fans of Pure. You guys have been a, a fantastic partner at VMware. And uh, yeah, we, we, we look forward to more work with you guys as a, as a great partner. So. This week at Explore, any? I know you have a session. What are you guys talking about? Uh, so Jason Masai and I are doing um, uh, the core storage best practices, talking about NVMe fabrics and VVols, of course. Uh, focus on a lot of some, a lot of new stuff to talk about there in both of those places. Um, also doing a VVol customer panel. Nice. Um, just getting some customer stories across the board with Naveen Krishnamurthy, product manager at, at VMware, to just hear how they've used it, what they're doing with it, and overall, like a big message that we're pushing here is VMware storage as code. Uh, a big part of what VVols opens up is really taking automation besides file system semantics that a lot of scripting used to be to really control VMs and their virtual disks as programmable objects in the API. And that's a big part of the value that we're seeing our customers get. So we're pushing that message hard. We've got a lot of content and our uh, field architects have some sessions this, this week on it as well. No, this is this is cool to hear about all this stuff. I'm, I'm curious, with the NVMe over fabrics, like that's something that kind of was always viewed as this kind of like avant-garde, the next big thing. Do you do you feel like we're approaching the inflection moment where that's just going to be the default for net new deployments? Or yeah, I mean, I pretty much every customer conversation I have about what's their next generation fabric, how are they architecting their data centers, they're all like asking the same questions. Do I go Rocky, TCP, FC? Right. We see this is where the innovation is going. This is where VMware is investing, the storage vendors, and so I think like basically what we've seen and you know working with my VMware counterparts in the next 18 months, pretty much every customer we've been talking to has some plan around a rollout of that NVMe or Fabric technology. So 100 gig going the TCP route or Gen, what is it, Gen 6, I think, fiber channel we're on. Exactly. Going, going, buying one of those two Fabric options. Exactly, exactly. So I, we, are, we are really at that inflection point. 
the gaps that existed in it are pretty much gone, and there's a pretty robust roadmap right now that we're working with VMware on, on taking it to the next step. So. Very nice. It's funny, I, history lesson here, but you've been involved with VBOS for just as long, longer than I have been, and, uh, and I've been in for a while, so I can remember the days of you know, just scrounging looking for any customer use case, because it was so early, you were, you were one of the pioneers from, uh, from a partner perspective, and uh, really did a lot of work to you know, get, the, get it to where it is, but so has that changed a lot over the years in terms of getting good customer stories? Yeah, no, I mean like, this, this panel took us maybe five minutes to find the customers right. to kind of sit on it. Um, biggest problem is like, dude, they have I've seen the phone home data, y'all have a lot of customers right. on it. You know, it's so uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. exciting time. No, it's really, it's it's really, the conversation has really changed, right? Like we're, we're getting that, our customers approaching us like, we're interested in VVOLs, we see a lot of value. We want to talk about where can we can really integrate it into our lifecycle management or VMs, where it can make the biggest difference. And so th those customer conversations are coming to us instead of us reaching out like it was for many, many years early on. So it's really exciting time across the board for a lot of different VMware storage technologies. So yeah. and I, I feel like we're just getting started here. Well, yeah, we're going to leave uh, links to the uh, session that you've got in the show notes of the podcast. So for folks that are watching this can uh, actually uh, watch it on demand after the fact. But I want to thank you for joining us on Virtually Speaking and enjoy the rest of your explore. Thanks. Great to be on again. All right.